ladies, gentlemen, people who don't meet the binary, we are the Before It Was Cool podcast. We are back and we're actually on again. We're not postponing another one, except we're recording this a day late. Um, Shaky J here. And as always, Tom on Treads here. Tom on Treads. How have you been, Tom? I'm not bad. I've uh, been pretty good. I've got a new puppy. I know. Zephyr. I know. And um, gorgeous puppy as well. I think we're going to have to actually, like, even though this episode we're doing about our experiences with heavy metal and how much we love it and all that, I think as the main photo, you should have pictures of the puppy because then you get the huge puppy crowd. And I think yeah, that'll pull exactly. in more listeners. Like, we'll get one more than Demo, so we'll get up to two. Um, <laughs> hey, Demo. <laughs> that's going to be a regular thing, just us throwing a hey, Demo in there. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just imagining him at home, like, he hears the hey, Demo, and he just giggles a little bit and claps his head, like, <laughs> and just every time. Like, that's... <laughs> that or he goes, fuck, not again. No, no, he'll love it. He'll love it. It's attention. Yeah, he will. It's attention. And he, he, yeah. he does giggle like a little kid like that sometimes. So I think it'll really work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as I said, we're um, talking heavy metal today. Like, both Tom and I, when we first met, we bonded heavily over metal. No pun intended there. Um, <laughs> both of us with different... And beer. I didn't drink beer. Fuck that. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're a tequila. I'm just spirits getting in general. Drunk. Yeah, getting drunk. Getting yeah, drunk. that works. That yeah. works. So we did bond over Jaeger a couple of times. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, so one of the big things we bonded over was metal. And I think we both had some pretty different ways of getting to it and both like very different parts within the metal community. Like, don't get me wrong, there's always going to be um, overlap and all that. And yeah. Um, But yeah, we both found our way in metal and developed a huge love for metal. And that's what we're talking about today. So a combination of what got us into metal... Um, favorite gigs we've seen, um, worst gigs we've seen, our metal tastes today and how they've changed. Um, yeah. Some iconic moments in metal, how we've got there, and even so people we've does our favorite gigs, does that include sets at festivals? I'd say sets at festivals because it's seeing that show. So favorite artists we've seen, I think it'd be the better way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Too easy. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Cue the and intro. There music. is, you're oh, right. There the is going to be overlap. Sorry, what was that? Uh, um, I just I was just going about to say, and cue the music, and you started talking in the middle of my cue. So I was like, oh, don't cue, don't cue. <laughs> 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 Sorry, stop dying. Fuck. Oh, uh, fuck. Uh, yeah, there is going to be a lot of overlap. There are more subgenres in heavy metal than there are of any other kind of music combined. Mm. Well, it's yeah, crazy. there was only one Grammy for metal. Yeah, who won that? Like only one Grammy Award winner, or only one Grammy nomination? Only one Grammy Award every year mm. for heavy metal, specifically. But then again, when it's metal not even heavy... called heavy metal; it's like best hard rock. Yeah, but since when does but like hard rocks verges so much into heavy metal? And on top of that, since when did like? Metalheads actually care about the Grammys. See, we would if they cared about us. And not yeah. get to fucking Jethro Tull. Oh, Jethro we'll get Tull into that fine. later. Jethro Tull is fine. Yeah, anyway. but the reason why it's kind of uh, 
Blast is because it beat Metallica's Injustice for All, which is considered probably the best thrash metal album of the modern generation outside the first four Metallica albums. Mm. And it beat Jeff Rattel beat it for the best album. Mm. Anyway, that's uh, something that's a variation they need to do is like actually have like i wouldn't go actually let's do the music then we'll talk about that (laughs) (laughs) and second time lucky cue the music welcome to the before it was cool podcast And welcome back, and that was the third new theme that I'm testing out on the Before It Was Cool podcast. As always, welcome back. I'm... No, no, fuck me. You're still Tom with treads. I'm still Shaky J. Not much has changed. Exactly, but I said welcome back twice. Oh, goddamn. You're just being more affectionate (laughs) than anyone who was, like, slow getting back to their headphones. Um, Exactly. And um, I'm leaving it in. Quick question though, with the theme song for this one, you've got to put on the heaviest one because this is the heavy metal episode. Exactly. I've got uh, one that is pretty heavy. Yeah, just turn it up to 11, you're right. My old podcast, the Full Metal Lockdown podcast, and if you subscribe to this show, you actually get every single episode ever released for free as part of the subscription. The important thing is but, uh, that they can get their money back if they have to listen to that trash. Uh, they were free beforehand anyway, <laughs> so they don't they don't get shit. Not from me anyway. Uh but uh yeah, that had a pretty uh banging heavy theme on it. Mm. No, nah, I won't recycle it. Don't recycle it, just but think yeah. about it. Just make um just turn the bass up in one and just make it a bit more brutal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, maybe yeah, but... I should just go about making custom theme songs every week. Dude, you still haven't done my top 10 video, uploaded my most recent top 10 video. Um, don't overwork yourself. It's hard. Editing those videos are hard. And not wanting to go onto flat earth websites is even harder. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that. So remember, I've been through the pain. Um Yeah. I just don't want to get randomly texted. Like, are you a true believer? What? Well, considering what the fuck up, are you on about? Considering, considering. Oh, like if you're looking up the stuff, but yeah, to get pictures. But um, to be honest, if you want to get pictures for it. Oh, by the way, everyone, this is the first tangent of the episode. Um, if you want to get good <laughs> pictures, um, for the flat Earth sort of stuff, convince your kids to draw it because the IQ level is probably higher in your kids. Yeah, it won't surprise me. Augie would go, no, that's not right. The earth is round. I know. It can't be flat. Yeah, I know. So he does it and like he knows it's wrong, but like it then just proves how dumb all that was. And I mean, I had to talk through it and you just, you got to enjoy me being in pain. I had to actually like read it. (laughs) But it was funny for the first few and then it got you really sad around the no dinosaurs. Yeah, no dinosaurs. Fuck them. Fuck them. 
Oh, God. I'm not teaching your kids about dinosaurs as child abuse, and I will stand on that soapbox until I die. <laughs> anyway, metal. Talking heavy metal. Yeah, um, but back, of, back actually, on no, topic. Going, linking tangent here. Um, did you know that in Finland there is a band that is dinosaur metal? Oh, fuck. No, I didn't. It's all in Finnish, so you don't understand it. But no, yeah, I they didn't. all dressed as dinosaurs, and it's all educational about dinosaurs. <laughs> that's awesome i know uh, it has to be like that northern europe into scandinavia to have as much stuff metal as possible like all the black yeah. all the good black metal comes from there all some great folk metal comes from there all the norwegian death metal and then dinosaur metal so like <coughs> I, I didn't know what the world needed until i found that to be honest like i saw that i was like yep you know what we needed this. It makes the world a better place. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Sounds like you're uh, dying a little. I'm just about to meet my microphone so I can take a drink of water. Okay. Well, I'm not going to mute my microphone. I'm still going to take a drink of vodka. <sighs> See? I'm not going to say what vodka until they start um, offering sponsorship. Um... <laughs> Tom, you there? Back. Oh, I'm still dying. <laughs> no. Oh, kind of. <coughs> Shit, I got something in my throat, I think. It's dick. Anyway. It? it is, it is. Probably there's an issue Kaya's with that. big, it's... fat dick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I saw her at the wedding, like, when you were having second thoughts and she just slapped you in the face and said, yep, you're mine now. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even get to say I do. Yeah, I know. Like, and if Taya, if you hear this, um, please don't slap me with your giant penis. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, make I sure she overhears when I'm editing. And I really, oh, well, I was going to say, I'm hoping your daughter's not editing this one. <laughs> don't worry, she's not. She'll probably ask, but I won't let her. No, not this one, sweetie. Why? You'll learn more about mum than you wanted to learn. Um, <laughs> okay, back on topic, talking metal. Um, so, yeah, Tom, what was the first band that would even be like, what got you into metal? The the band that's kind of, even if it's not quite metal, but on that, that level of metal where it's like almost metal or respected heavily by metalheads, that band that kind of got you into the whole thing, into the black vortex right. of despair that is metal. Uh, a hard rock, almost metal type thing. Yeah, yeah, like where it has those metal elements that make you want to then search out heavier stuff that gets that you're into, that you get into. Well, when I was a little kid, Dad always had Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and Uriah Heep and Molly Hatchet and Sabbath. Fucking even what was that? Sabbath. Sabbath, yeah, all in rotation. And uh, I loved it back then, but it didn't really get me into metal. I was more what my dad listened to, and I had to listen to it because my dad listened to it. Yeah, I get but that. What, like, it's the kids, like, loving their parents' music sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, what actually started me on my journey in the heavy metal realm was probably Corn circa 97. So that was um, that was follow the leader, the follow the leader album. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, yeah, just for Untouchables. So yeah, so the big one off that was yeah. um, Freak on a Leash. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a good and album, that one, too. Uh, falling Down? Follow Me Down? What, what was that? Song falling called? Away from Me? Falling Away. That's it. Yeah. yeah um, so, but that, like, that's considered, like, the new metal, the bastard of metal, the bastard child. Redhead um, stepchild of the heavy metal realm, but... It got me into heavy metal, so I have a soft spot for the new metal genre. See, I, I like the I new metal of, genre. I have a lot of love for new metal, and to be honest, without new metal, metal may not have survived as well as what it did after grunge came along. And because we went to the hair metal side, and then hair metal got absolutely slaughtered by grunge, but then new metal kind of rose from the ashes. And whilst yes, it is, some people do look down on it. Like some of the bands that came out of it, like especially in the very like the new metal era, like your your mud veins, mud veins still slaps well. Um, yeah, it's just it's guilty pleasure fun. Corn is and how like, they are still so tight at their age is amazing. Hmm. Um, and even you've got like early Slipknot had a very heavy new metal element, and they are still one of the biggest metal bands out there. Exactly, and then you've got uh, like Deftones. Who uh, the argument is between them and Corn as to who started the new metal movement? See, I thought Deftones were more pushing towards um a more industrial feel, whereas Corn was like very heavy into the more new metal element. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put Deftones there with Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails aren't even like industrial metal though. They're in like they actually say themselves they're more like an industrial pop. It just has a very metal sound. Yeah, I mean, more like Pretty Hate Machine, where it was like rotating cogs and hammers bending anvils, things like that. But um, not so much the newer stuff or like the stuff on Interscope, like Closer, which, by the way, this is going to piss a lot of people off. Closer is not the best song. Oh, I won't say it's the best song, it's just the most successful. Like, I've got other songs by nine inch nails that i'll put above closer i just love it as well pretty much the entire pretty hate machine album i will put above closer Uh, even the b-sides it is such a good album from start to finish sorry i love nine inch nails i got to see them live years ago that's one i really need to see live to be honest um got the same with queens of stone edge no i don't i'm like i don't mind queens of the stone age but they're not Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of Queens of the Stage. I don't think they produce crap music. I'm just not a fan of them. Hmm. Uh, I but seeing them live was still an experience. Oh, Getting I've to see it. Josh like telling his security guard to fuck off was great. <laughs> just jumping back to the whole like new metal being the redheaded stepchild of um metal. See, I've got a lot of appreciation for new metal because it actually got a lot of people who usually wouldn't have been into metal into it. Like, um, yeah. And talking about like talking about like redheaded stepchildren of within the metal hard rock genre, when you had bands like Evanescence and Linkin Park, like shooting up the charts, it gave people exposure to something they usually would not have heard. Which then led, yeah. okay, oh, I actually like a bit of screaming in my music. I like a bit of, like, harder guitar. What else is like this? And then that leads down the way. So, like, whilst, yeah. whilst they are, like, 
generally not considered like top tier and i understand that though that being said chester bennington's vocal range capability and scream are all fucking amazing um well, yeah rest in peace chester um yeah he was a great dude oh he was amazing but um all those artists even like some system of a down were stepping stones for people to get into heavier stuff and so yeah. I've got, while so many people hate on new metal i don't think it's worthy because without it we wouldn't have as many metalheads to this day and yeah exactly makes, and more people in a community the better for the most part and that's the thing it's Maybe what it's so needed varied. to happen at the time yeah exactly um so yeah like so yours was very heavy influence from your dad from what i can tell yeah although the corn thing was from my brother but yeah yeah, you had, you right. had siblings, didn't you? Whereas I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I have three older siblings, but uh, the music influence came from my dad and mum to a lesser. I wouldn't say to a lesser extent, to a different extent. Like my mum had Blondie and uh, early punk bands, and uh, um, they both were playing Dylan throughout the house all the time. And yeah. Oh, well, and Deep Purple. Dylan, were they? <laughs> <laughs> He's not very heavy metal. I'm um, sorry. <laughs> all right. She, Dylan is one of the greatest songwriters of all time. And I will argue with anyone that says differently. I'm all not arguing the that. I'm arguing his vocal capability. <laughs> <laughs> He was iconic for but, his sound. He had a great sound. Okay. He did. Sound. And his vocal capability was great for his music. Yeah. If he ever tried to do anyone others, he would fuck it right up. He was iconic in that regard. Like, um, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, so it, it built a lot from older sibling influence. So my experience was very similar. Um so my first taste of anything like slightly heavy was ACDC. Yeah. Which um, if anyone who listens knows me and those who don't will now know, um, I still love ACDC to this day. Like I'm, I'm definitely more a Bon Scott era. Bon Scott is God. Um, but Wait, they haven't been good since Black Eyes. Uh, but that's like what, two albums ago? Oh, is it? I thought it was the most recent. No, the most recent. Trying to, uh, trying no, to you're trying to compliment. No, the most recent one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember what it's called. I I've listened to a little bit of it, but yeah, it was. Um, to be honest, it was pretty lacking. But like Malcolm Young said in an interview, um, how do you feel when everyone says you've made seven albums that are exactly the same? And he turns around and just says, "Fuck off! We've made eight albums that are exactly the same." <laughs> <laughs> And that's the thing, like, um, like I'm more a fan of the Bon Scott era, as most ACDC fans are, and they should be. If you don't know what the Bon Scott era is, listen to You're it. You're not Australian. Or even just a fan of ACDC. Like, like don't get me wrong, Back in well, Black was an amazing album, um, The Razor's Edge, amazing album, but you go to the Bon Scott era and every single album is a banger. Like, I will have... Well, hard way to hell. I will listen to that album front to back. And while some people say there's one track on there that is very um, different to the rest of the tone, and that's Night Prowler, 
because it's about yeah. a serial killer. And I'm like, you know what? No, they do it as really sleazy, dark blues rock with almost heavy metal themes. And it's, yeah, I actually really like it as a song, but everyone of their own, of course. But yeah, I will listen to the um, Let There Be Rock album and Highway to Hell beginning to end. And just, I will not skip a song. Both albums are just yeah. amazing. You want to add in some more like Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. The album is amazing. Like to be honest, most ACDC albums I will listen back to front to back, and there's nothing that's weak on there. Even um for those who don't know, well I don't think many would know um that listen to our podcast. Um, my wife and I recently separated, and a song that I really bonded with was called Right On. Once again, Bon Scott ACDC. If you have never heard it, it's them going very soft blues sort of stuff, and it's um. I love it. I think it's a great song. It's been rocking with me emotionally. And um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Uh, ACDC was the first like hard rock band that I really listened to in depth and exposed to it by my um, uncles and cousins. But mum was always a fan. Started listening to it a bit yeah. more and asked mum, oh, what else heavy can you show me? And then she showed me Pink Floyd, even though she wasn't the biggest fan. And Pink Floyd didn't grab me. And that was like, oh, okay. I didn't mind money, but I'm not a big Pink Floyd fan. Um, but then she said, then she showed me Paranoid by Sabbath. And I was like, oh, I like this. This lit- good boy. Oh, Paranoid. <laughs> I went and saw Sabbath live. I wouldn't spend money on something I didn't think was that great. Um, but yeah, Paranoid. We were at the Sabbath same concert, like- but we didn't find each other. Yeah, and considering we both used the disabled toilets, it could have been easy. Um, yeah, but there are like five in the Acer Arena all the while fine. the Kudos Bank she's had so many name changes it could be my wife I was I was going to go more with like P. Diddy um <laughs> um but yeah so like Sabbath like Paranoid and I was like wow okay this is really cool and then um listening to some of that heavier stuff and I was in my teen years at this stage and that's when um Limp Bizkit Roland really took off yeah so yeah, that's it was a cultural like, phenomenon. Oh yeah, it just kept rolling, baby. You know what it was. Um, it took over the world. Because like, even in the wrestling, for fuck's sake. Yeah, well, Undertaker used it as a theme at one stage. Yeah. Biker Taker, Taker that round two thousand three. Um. Yeah. yeah. Like I got exposed to that, and then talking to my cousin who was older than me, and he was showing me things like Corn, Papa Roach, um. Limp Biscuit, obviously. And yeah, that just got me a bit more into it. And then just as time went on, just finding more stuff as a teenager and listening to some orchestral and operatic metal, like your Nightwish by the end of high school. Um, System of a Down, Marilyn Manson, who could fuck the fuck off these days. Yeah. Like you've... I never lie, Manson. See, I liked his music. I, just... Some I of couldn't his... get into his music. See, I don't I like, know why. Ah, oh, fair enough. Everyone of their own. Like, and I, I enjoyed his music. It, I dug it. Um, and mainly because I was a dark, angsty teen, and this was dark, angsty music. Um, yeah. And it was, it was decent industrial metal. Like it had a good raw sort of sound. Um, and then he, everything's come out about him like grooming underage women. And being really aggressive and violent in sexual relationships and yeah, like get fucked. Why do you have to be a cunt? 
Um, <laughs> I think that's the. He's that kind of the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna put reverb under that, make it sound big. What well, would this be better? Like, um, make it a bit better, make it a bit more metal, growly. Yeah. Or do you want me to go like power do. metal style? And go. <laughs> like, um, right, no, I made on it. Too short. Yeah, I'm a blank. So yeah. Um. So. How's your metal grown? Like, so like, let's just say, um, cause we're both in our thirties these days. Um, I am. Yeah, I know. I know you've got like the body of an 80 year old, but you're in your thirties. Um, it's that young. It's more like 103. No, no, it's not dust yet. Um, oh, fair enough. Might as well be. And you can still maintain an erection. <laughs> I'm assuming. I can. Um, <laughs> Well, I don't know. Like, I I saw you one time grabbing something. I didn't think it was the control for your electric wheelchair. I just thought it was your dick. Um, oh, Alex Taylor. <laughs> I don't think I want to. Um, she's the one with the bigger <laughs> dick between you. We established this earlier in the podcast. Um, true, true. But yeah, so... Um... <laughs> oh, God, we're going to stop talking about my wife's dick. Otherwise, she's going to kill me. <laughs> to be honest, it's hard not to. But don't... Um, oh god damn. <laughs> but, um, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be welcome at your house again for a while <laughs> <laughs> shit at this rate or I'm not going to be <coughs> oh fuck um, hell uh, stop dying uh, I promise I don't have the Rona I promise <laughs> It's not going to be passed over through um, microchips, so don't worry. The microchips are in the vaccine. Fucking idiot. Oh, but, but in all seriousness, I am fully vaxxed, and the Microsoft phone is great. <laughs> See, I'm still... I found most of the parts, but I'm working on becoming Voltron with all my magnetism. <laughs> oh, God. Any vaxxers are stupid. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, but anyway... Back on topic. <laughs> Let's um, continue before we get sued. Wow. We can say what we want. We're not actually disparaging specific people or slandering them. Yeah. True. But um, they'll figure something out. So, yeah. Anyway. Moving on. Um, so, yeah. So, how did your metal development change? Like, you were exposed to, like, corn and the new metal sensation. Um, when we first met, when we were in, like, our 1920s, that sort of age... You were a huge Slipknot fan. I wouldn't say huge, but I was a large Slipknot fan. Like I don't own and never have owned any of their T-shirts. Oh, really? Their clothing. Yeah. But I've owned every single one of their albums. I get them on the day they're released. But, uh, yeah, and I've seen them live three times. But, yeah, I wouldn't say I was a huge Slipknot fan. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw so, the original lineup before yeah. Paul died, but uh, I would say it was actually. No, I can actually remember the year and the place I was. It was in two thousand and four. Yeah, I was in my house in Batemans Bay in Woodall Crescent downstairs, and I downloaded a song illegally. Don't tell the short little Danish drummer. Uh, that was supposed to be a whisper, but I can't whisper because I'm a stupid. 
But uh, yeah, it was Saint Anger, probably the worst Metallica song ever made. But that's what got me into thrash metal, and then I learned really Saint Anger was what, what got it you was into thrash. Yeah, because it was new at the time, and I saw uh, something on MTV, not MTV, Channel V about it, and I was like, oh, what's that? So I went and downloaded it, then I downloaded Anthrax, then I yeah. downloaded uh, Slayer, and then from there I went on and I was like, oh, all this other music, and then I found System of a Down, and then I, which I ended up buying legally. And then I pretty much stopped. (laughs) I pretty much stopped illegally downloading after I found System of a Down. But then I uh, moved on to like bands like Sepultura. Then I found one of my favorite metal bands of all time in Pantera. What about Rage Against the Machine? Where were they amongst all this? Ah, oh shit! I didn't even include Rage Against the Machine because they came years earlier. Yeah, because they're almost like proto new metal. Like they're new metal before it was. Yeah, new. them more of a uh, like a Punk prog metal, metal kind of oh, rap you metal. Say they were prog. They weren't wanky enough. Like they were political, but they weren't wanky enough to be prog. Um, yeah, but yeah. what I mean more by prog is they added in the harmonizing guitar that uh, where he did the DJ scratching and he played the guitar with the uh, socket and everything. And he yeah, did I, the sliding, and they added in the rap and everything before any band did that. Yeah, that's why I said they were proto new metal. Like they, um, they were kind of like the early steps towards it. Yeah, and like yeah, they did take stuff from like the prog metal. Like Tool was big at the time, and they developed themselves well, from. They Tool. were before Tool. Oh well, no, because Maine had sang with them on I think on um. No. No, your enemy. On self-title, but they were still before Tool. Oh, were they? Oh, there we go. Yeah. First uh, Rage album came out in 92. First Tool album came out in, like, I think it was 93. It was okay. Opiate. And uh, the reason why Maynard was on the album is because he was going to be the lead singer of Rage. But then, because... Uh, uh, who was it? It was Justin Chancellor was going to be the bass player and Maynard was going to be the singer. But they couldn't appear one day for something and Maynard told Tom Morello just find new people. And then Jim Comerford and Zach DeLaRocca joined the band. And then, well, um, see, I'm not going to believe you right now. All I can say is, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. Um <laughs> Oh, God. Maynard wrote it all in his book. I think that's how it went. It could have been just Maynard. It might not have been Justin Chancellor. Okay. But yeah. But um, yeah, it was something like that. Maynard's yeah, book nine, was disappointing. So when you were 19, 20, well, that's because he doesn't want to talk about himself because of how he is as a musician, even. Like, he doesn't like to be the spotlight and stuff. Even then, like the you know the story about prison sex. The most people think the song "Prison Sex" is about how his uncle pretty much raped him when he was a boy. That's not what prison sex is about at all. He explains uh, it. It's about, about how his mum's uncle raped her. I'm oh, like, okay. oh, fair enough then. Yeah, okay. That that exposed a lot. 
Because he tells, he breaks all these myths about all of his music. Where yeah, 10,000 Days was based on his mother dying 10,000 days after her diagnosis. Yeah. And um, Judith was linked to all that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, there were heaps of things. See, like, and this really hurts me because as a musician, I love Maynard, but he's had accusations by women of him being sexually inappropriate and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. I love Tool. I love Pucifer. I love A Perfect Circle. So it's like, oh, fuck. Why'd you have to be an idiot? And disrespect yeah. people. So, yeah. Um, Do you know which song was Maynard's very first gold record? No. It was The Three Little Pigs. What, with Green Jelly? With yeah. um, Green Jello? Yeah. What was Maynard? Was he the vocals in that? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was his very first gold record ever. People always like, oh, it had to be a perfect... No, it had to be Tool. They were first. I'm like, yep. no, no, he did shit before Tool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, uh, yeah, so what was your evolution with metal? Like, your next step? Okay, so, like, listening to ACDC Sabbath... And around that time, I was trying to play, play guitar. I played it badly. Um, when you shake, playing guitar is not a good thing. Um, and from there, I just, I, it was mostly I started getting caught up in the new metal craze. And the big one for me, for that, like, as I said, I was exposed to like corn and all that from my cousin, but um, Linkin Park was actually a big one for me. Um, and like Hybrid Theory was a really solid album. And like, I was a very depressed teen. So the teenage angst was really good for me. Then they released Meteora, and God, that CD got some place time in my house. Yeah. Um, well, the, I don't think there is a bad song in either one of those albums. Both of those albums are great. Um, yeah. Like, a bit angsty for, like, hard metal, like, like a bit emotional sort of thing. But both yeah. are fantastic albums. Um, Chester's vocals are just amazing. Like... The notes that man could hit and the screams that man could do, like, um, like you listen to Given Up, where he holds like a, I think it's a, ten second scream or longer, and like by the end of it, he tried to avoid doing it on stage just because he was just hurting his voice so much because he could hold it that long. It was, yeah, nothing but props to him. Like he was an amazing singer, an amazing screamer. Like he's, it was just great. And as yeah. I said. As I said before, his impact on metal and bringing people into it was a really positive thing. But um, it was. I wish, I wish I got to see Lincoln Park live. See, I caught them at Soundwave. And yeah, I never did. I yeah, never got a chance to. Yeah, they were they were one I had to see, and I'm glad I did because of Chester passing. Um, yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, my development then went into like that. So I went into like the new metal sort of thing. Was listening to a lot of corn, a lot of Limp Bizkit. Um, but then I just wanted heavier stuff and just kept developing. And like, then I went to more into your old school sort of stuff. Like, I started listening to a lot more Zeppelin. Um, and yeah, by the time I hit like the later ages of high school, um, Iron Maiden had come in there. Um, Nightwish, as I said before. Excuse me. Um, 
Yeah, I think that was, but it was always just most of it would just go back to ACDC. Because at the time I was also very heavy into grunge. Like I was listening to a lot of Nirvana, a lot of um, Soundgarden, a lot of, um, what are they called? Um, Pearl Jam. But then there was another one. Um, Smashing Pumpkins? I was listening to a lot of Pumpkins, actually. I had forgotten about that, but it's not the band I'm thinking of. Um, I'm just thinking of grunge from that era. Um, I wouldn't really call Sonic Youth grunge. I've never listened to Sonic Youth, so that would not be one I would add. Um, just checking. Uh, no, no, sorry. I was still just thinking more Soundgarden. Um <laughs> <laughs> I was um, going to say, you pretty much named all the really big ones. Yeah. Which meant Silverchair. Well, actually, early Silverchair, I was listening to a hell of a lot of. Um, considering like Frog Stomp? Ah, uh, no, no. It was more Freak Show. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah I was more of a Freak Show fan than a Frog Stomp fan. Um, admittedly, it was what got me into grunge. Slight tangent, but it's still music-based at least. Was um Anthem of the Year Two Thousand? <laughs> that song got me into grunge. Is that from Neon Borum? Mm, yes, their last decent album. Yeah, I was and, there when they got uh, bottled at Big Day Out. It was yeah. so good. <laughs> it was so good, especially because that night Rage Against the Machine were the headliners. Oh, yes. god damn. I watched Carnival just shred up the convo stage, walked over drunk and high as fuck, and got to see Red Dance Machine. Mm. I shouldn't have said that. I was not intoxicated at all. The no, bunnies yes. were real, damn it. It's funny that you say you avoided the drunk, which is legal. You didn't talk about the high part, which is the illegal part. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, god damn. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, that's how it then developed. And then as I hit, got a bit older, like after high school, started listening to things like Disturbed. I got into Tool, got into Mudvayne, and Hell Yeah. I still dig Hell Yeah to this day. I got a drumstick while watching Hell Yeah, so that's a Vinnie Paul I drumstick. That. Um, Still have, is it your blood? No, it hasn't got my blood when on it. You had... It's got my pubes on it. I was going to say, didn't it cut up your leg when you had to shove it down your pants? No, 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 no. So let me just explain the whole story. Um, so I went to catch it, and as it's flying through, it actually hit the tip of my fingers and bounced into the security area. Everyone's reaching for it, <laughs> and I just, I look at the security guy, and I was like, mate, you saw me touch it. He's like, yeah, passes it to me. I hold it up in the air, because, like, Yes! Someone behind me tried to snatch it. And oh. I'm not a violent person. You know that. I will. Except for when you are. Dude, when have you ever seen me actually <laughs> fight? All the time. Bitch, please. I'll hit you for saying that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Someone tried to grab it from my hand and I just pulled down and I wheeled with a clenched fist. And, I, and it's the first time I've ever physically intimidated someone without using my genitalia. Um, and yeah, they backed off and then it was straight down the front of my pants and it didn't get blood, but whenever I'd bump into a mate and I'd show them, I'd pull it out. And it was like, I was just waxing myself every time, but with plucking because <laughs> oh, notches into his um, drumstick 
So it was just yeah, because he plays he played them backwards. Yeah, he play he used the handles as the uh, skins for everybody out there that doesn't know. He as would uh, cut his grips. Skins is the thing on the top of it, isn't it? On the top of the drum. Yeah, yeah. So like you got your drum skins, and instead of hitting them with the thin end of the drumstick, he would turn them around. He would carve finger grips into the stick just and use the fat tricks. end of the stick. Yeah, and um, so yeah, pulling that out, I'd be like, "Ow, why are you owing? It's down my pants. It's ripping out pubes." Um, <laughs> yeah, that was saying hell yeah, which then got me into Fuck, more heavy that was stuff. A good I, year. Oh, that was a great year. Um, because I saw Gojira before that, and Gojira yeah. were awesome. I really enjoyed them. Saw um, Fozzy that year. Um, no, Fozzy weren't there that the, the year. Really? Because I thought I made sure I went and gone to see them. Um, no, Fozzy were there the year after, 2013, with uh, Metallica. You sure? Like, I'm checking now. Because um, in 2012, it was Lamago, Meshuggah, Hell Yeah, uh, Machine Head, uh, Marilyn Manson, Limp Bizkit, uh Bad Religion, uh, System of a Down, Slipknot, and who was the other one? Well, Fozzie were never in mining acts. Um, yeah, I know that they were way down the order. They were there with Metallica, Garbage, Lincoln Park, Blink One Eight Two. I thought Garbage pulled out. No, that, I don't think that was the same year. Um, yeah, two thousand thirteen. I'm pretty sure it was. Two thousand thirteen. I'm checking now. Because the year Hell Yeah were there was two thousand twelve. Because I didn't go to the twenty thirteen one. Let me have a look. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Soundwave, and we're old as fuck, so... Yeah, so yeah, Fuzzy from 2013, which was Blink, Anthrax, Slayer, The Vandals, um, so Metallica, Metallica Linkin Park, Fifth Perfect Circle, The Offspring, Paramore, Slayer, Garbage, Anthrax, Kill Switch, Cypress Hill. Fuck, Cypress Hill were good when I saw them there that year. Yeah, because yeah, they, they um, played in 2011 as well, I think it was. Yeah, all their instruments got caught up in the um, Queensland floods. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw Flogging Molly and they were doing this really small, intimate acoustic set. It was great. They made the best of it. Oh, I love my folk punk. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's... And like around the time, like I was listening to Metallica and stuff. Um, Thrash metal didn't really get me. Like I wasn't as much of a fan. Um, a couple yeah. of songs were great, but yeah, they weren't a big thing for me. It was more new metal, classic metal, and a couple of like slightly different ones. And then I just got older and got into more stuff and more stuff. And these days, yeah. like if I'm listening to metal, like, um, so well, what metal are you listening to now? At the moment, classic, like Deep Purple, yeah. Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd. All the Pink old Floyd school ones, some, a lot of the new school ones, like uh, Suffocation, in as far as like the death metal extremes go, I've always liked Suffocation and Rage Against the Machine, always, obviously. Hmm. Well, and um, Pantera. <laughs> well, I recently started listening to um, Red B after your recommendation, and I've been really enjoying Oh, them. Red B are fucking great. Mm, I've been really digging them. Like, it's a, a great different sound, and I've been really enjoying it. But, um, and they're a three-piece band that brings out this monster of a sound that just cannot be compared. 
oh they're they're great i'm they're absolutely awesome um yeah. you know, recently the things i've been listening to the most are probably um satiricon yeah um and i listen to them ages like i first heard them when i was working in a cd shop and to this day i'll still listen to them um death clock um <laughs> yeah i fucking love death clock Despite the fact that their comedy, the music is so damn solid. Um, yeah. Um, and the Browning. Have you listened to much of the Browning? No. Dubstep metal. Okay, that could be interesting. Oh, it's. I'll I'll send you through a song after this. Um, their song Bloodlust. And fuck, it is good. Like, you're thinking, oh, this is just dance music. Yeah, I could bop to this, and then. Just full raw. It's great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, um, I'm actually really impressed with myself considering, like, as I said before, going through a breakup, I'm not putting on all the teenage angst metal. Um, no fucking emo shit. But like, as I said, like, you're um, Linkin Park and stuff like that, and I've avoided it. I'm very proud of myself for not turning into a whingy teenager. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very proud of you too. You're handling it well. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> My liver's handling it, handling it well. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> still. The Pointless Score podcast is now on Patreon. There are six tiers to choose from, ranging from $1 to $100. $1 gets you just to help. $3 gets you a shout out in every episode, except for the episodes in the next tier. $10 gets you your choice. You choose the topic and I record a solo episode dedicated to you with no ads or other Patreon shout outs. $15 says produce it up. You get the opportunity to choose the week's topic and the co-host. The code should be attainable and knowledgeable on the subjects. 26 spots available. $50 gets you the VIP co-host position. Three spots available. $100 is make the school podcast your own. You and a person of your choosing make an episode. You can even change the intro music and artwork and you can edit or ask Tom to edit to your specifications go to patreon.com before iwc and you will get to our landing page that's patreon.com before iwc please support us so that we can continue to provide you with quality content each and every week what would you say be your favorite artist you've ever seen within the metal genre Uh, that's hard to say like like I've seen a few that I will never, ever, ever get a chance to see again. What would you prefer to make you go a top three? Yeah, but they're kind of tops for different reasons. Like, I would say Rage Against Machine because it's something I never thought I would ever, ever get to do. Mm. Probably may in the future again if they ever decide to go back on tour. Because mm. uh, they've reformed, they've just got to do a world tour. Um, the Cavaliers was so so good because uh not last year the year before twenty nineteen I caught them when they came out and I got moshed in my wheelchair. I remember that one, yeah, yeah. It was so 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 good for a different reason, and I've still got uh uh Matt's Cavaliers bit in my drawer next to me, uh, but. 
Like you've also I've also had ones like uh Carnival who I've seen live eleven times and probably will never stop seeing them live. Uh where who were just fucking phenomenal. And then I've got ones that I just went to because my parents were huge fans and I could get them tickets to the show through general contacts here and there of like Deep Purple and bands like that. And Uriah Heap, which was a cool one. But uh, bands that I'm not necessarily interested in paying the $120 to buy a ticket to go see. But because my dad loves those bands, because my mom loves those bands, I'm more than happy to go see them. So I would even rank them up there because they uh, they had so much meaning behind the shows. But as far as like entertainment-wise, it would be probably Limp Biscuit in 2012. I still rave about that set. Okay. Um that was a lot of information. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, so like you just said Limp Bizkit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were one of my favorites too, seeing them at Soundwave and that Soundwave, like, so the four headlining acts were Limp Bizkit, Manson, System and Slipknot. And, um, yeah, two of the headlines. No, Bad Religion were above, uh, Limp Bizkit. Yeah. So I didn't even catch Bad Religion, but I wouldn't be able to tell you a song of theirs, to be honest. Um, but yeah, seeing like Limp Bizkit were just so good. That was amazing. And after seeing both um, System and Manson and being pretty disappointed, it was really good yeah. to see something that just really perked me up crazy. And it was just awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was just so good, and I just went absolutely off there. So um, that was probably, like so I'd say Limp Bizkit were one of my top ones. Um, Sabbath. Yeah, that was like, pretty cool, although it would have been better with Bill Ward. Yeah, but he was having some pretty decent arguments with the band, if I remember correctly. Yeah, or with Sharon. Yeah, but everyone argues with Sharon. Um, <laughs> and then my number three for Metal Axe, I've, I, I can't say ACDC, otherwise they'd be instantly there because they're not metal. Like, I love them, but they're not metal. Um, they're more pub rock and kind of hard, hard rock, rock, hard rock, pub rock, hard rock, heavy rock, anything within there. Um, yeah, well, the more it's always going to be debated as to whether ACDC are heavy metal or not. They have heavy metal elements and they influence heavy metal, but I'll never, I won't say they're heavy metal. Um, yeah, same with me, and that that's not negative towards that band. That's just, it's just what they like are saying. That's what they are. Yeah. I don't consider them to be, have the right tones to be heavy metal because mm. I would never, in my right mind, consider Cold Chisel heavy metal ever. It, they're heavier than Cold Chisel, but they're still within that element. They're probably heavier yeah. for the pub rocks. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so number three for favorite gig. Um, Slipknot's amongst it. Hell yeah's amongst it. Um, what are they called? Um, Enda Shikari is amongst it. Really? Oh, they were great live. 
Yeah, um, I saw them live. I just didn't rate them. See, I saw them at um the Roundhouse at Sydney Uni. Okay, it wasn't a solo gig. It was a festival set for me. Yeah, see, and like this was their own thing, and that was really solid. Um, Disturbed were good. Stone Sour have been good. Um, yeah. Trying to think, like there's. Actually, another gig that I forgot to mention is Parkway Drive. I sold them in the early days, round before Deep Blue, so around Horizons, the second or first album, whatever it was, yeah. at the UNSW Roundhouse, and fuck me, that destroyed the place. Yeah, like both literally and figuratively. Uh, there were kids jumping off the balcony. Nice, fucking nice. Yeah. Um, I'm like, holy. Fuck, they're destroying this place. It's so good. I don't necessarily follow the band, but fuck me, their live show was good. I think my number Sorry three... Sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all about metal. I think my number three would be... Hell yeah, like, their performance was great, and it was one of the first actual metal gigs that I saw happening. Yeah. I I had a great day. That, are you talking about Soundwave or one yeah, of the solo? Where I caught the drumstick. I had a great day that day. Uh, Mark Morton Mortem from uh, Lamb of God gave me his guitar pick because I was in my wheelchair looking sad at the side of stage. So he just flicked it and he goes, Here you go. Yay, sympathy. And I was like, Sweet. And then about. Uh, 20 minutes before Lemigo went on stage, or no, about two sets before they went on stage, Meshuggah played, and I was right at the edge of the pit in my wheelchair. I swear I could smell the weed coming off the stage, and the bass player locked eyes with me and just couldn't take his eyes off me, and I literally saw him mouth the words, what the fuck, as in there is a person in a wheelchair in the middle of a mashuga pit. Mm. What the fuck? Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Uh, so those old metal festivals were so good. Like, I'd still go to one these days, but geez, I don't know how I'd go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking but old. we'll never top, it. top them. Nah. Uh, doing it when you're young, it was such a great experience. So that's why I'm really sad for people who didn't get to experience a lot of live music in the last two years. Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, worst gig, worst artist you ever saw, like artists where you were pumped to see them and then you saw them, you're just like, uh. Just System of a Down. That sound I don't right? even need to think, don't even need to think about that. I was so pumped. I was like, they're getting back together. I get to see them. It's going to be so good. I got there and I'm like, oh. Well, uh. you got there and you had the big sheet in front, didn't you? And like they were building up prison song and it was Yeah, awesome. they did the dun 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 and it was great and then the, the sheet dropped because I was I saw that one as well and the sheet dropped and then it was like Why aren't you moving? Like they had no stage performance, there was nothing. Yeah, the p- music was perfect. Point perfect, great. But I didn't go there to hear them because I can turn on Spotify hear them any day of the week. I went there to watch them. Mm, and they did was, fucking nothing. Yeah, it was really dull. Like, I get you. Like, um, because yeah, I saw that one too. And I'm like, aren't these guys supposed to be a bit crazy? Like, what's going on here? Like, 
Like yeah. I wasn't the biggest system fan, but enough that I wanted to go see him. And it's just like, this is. I was like, oh fuck! I wish I went over to Machine Head. At least they would have put on a show. Hmm. And you were a fan of Machine Head at the time, weren't you? I still am. But like, especially because they just followed Slipknot, who brought their entire show with them. Flamethrowers, drum rises, the whole works. They brought yeah. it all with them. And system followed up by doing literally nothing for about an hour. Yeah, and it's just like, uh, okay, guys. Um, thanks, I guess. But like, yeah, it was just, it was very lackluster in comparison. Yeah. So, what would you say is yours? Same, same, um, same sound wave. Uh, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Man couldn't similar reasons or. Uh, opposite reasons. Had a decent stage presence and performance, but just was just drug fucked and couldn't sing. Like he wasn't hitting the notes. It was just like this is really like this is more like a Manson cover band. Yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah, it was worse really insult like, oh. you can give to a uh, to an artist is like you're like one of those cover bands at the pub, but one of those ones that aren't that good and they're playing for experience. Yeah, like oh shit. Yeah, and like yeah, he was just really disappointing. I'm just like, ah, oh. like Manson. Like at the time, I really liked his music and stuff. I was like, this has really put me off. But admittedly, seeing both Slipknot and Limp Bizkit that concert was just amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I think. There were one or two bad because I didn't bother catching Manson. I've never been a fan of him. Yeah, fair enough. Never will be after all this shit that came out. Mm. But uh, to be honest, yeah, I eat me, drink me. I was less interested in him. But yeah, and heart shaped glasses and shit, where it was like a breakup album. It's like, fuck off. You're not Taylor Swift, Um, (laughs) or Adele. I prefer Adele. Adele. Oh, Adele's done a little bit of that, but no, I'd prefer Adele over either of those two. That woman can. Well, Adele had one breakup and wrote two albums about that son of a bitch. Hmm. I think she's overrated as fuck. She can hold a note. Like, I don't think she's the songwriter a lot of people make her out to be, and she hasn't really. She's not. Yeah, she She... can hold a good note. She can sing well. She can sing well. She can certainly sing better than me, and I respect her for being able to do that. But in she's in a genre where literally any other some men can sing at the same range she can. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, what 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 you you're not special. <laughs> I don't understand why she's platinum. I really don't understand the world sometimes. Because she was something different in the world of pop at the time. She was just oh. doing what Taylor Swift did, but as a BBW. Her lyrical content was that, but her actual power and vocal range was a lot different. Like it had a more, I wouldn't say classical, but um, almost orchestral stage performance sort of sound. So she was doing what Howard Jones did as a white chick from Wales. Uh, Howard Jones, I'd still say, was more of a heavy blues singer. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying she wasn't that original. Oh, I'm not saying she was. I was just saying she was different 
in a sea of pop. You yeah, kind of. of. It's the same as what like Ed Sheeran's brought something different in a sea of pop. Pink has brought something different in a sea of pop. And it's, that's where no. it's... Took her no. a while to get there. Oh, I know, I know. Took... She... She had a single, then she dropped off the face of the earth, and then like four years she later, she had two singles. She had, she had another two singles. single. The two singles being, um, what were they? There you go, and every girl, or I'm not every girl. I can't remember the name of it. But yeah, those two came off that album. She dropped off. Then she got a more fun pop sort of thing with a bit of teenage angst, and then she went like her bluesy rock pop, and that's where she yeah. really just exploded. With so what was the big one. Yeah, now and she just are uh... and, and on and on and just superstar. I've got nothing but love for Pink, and I remember. Um, Do you know a sorry. little bit of trivia? You know the song "So What." Yeah, it was written by the same person that wrote "Oops, I Did It Again" and uh, "That Way" by the Backstreet Boys. Okay, the lyrics were written by Pink. I should say the actual music was written by the same person. Okay. So the backing track. Yeah. Um. Well, oh, cool. There's something I've learned. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I um. I'm full of useless knowledge. Oh, you and me both. Like, since moving <laughs> in with my folks, like, um, they watch the chase, and the amount I'm answering is like, Jay, you've got to go on there. It's like, no, why? Because I'll end up insulting the chaser with banter and not doing the right thing and getting kicked off the show. <laughs> Oh, God. I feel bad for the future of our youth, considering you are a teacher and I'm becoming one. I don't feel bad for them. We're different people when we're working. True, true. And I'm I, not going to call them little cunts. Uh, I, don't think I've will told, I? I don't think I told you about the, oh, I shouldn't have said that moment I had a little while back. <laughs> get, ready for an oh, shit. get ready for a pseudo-offensive joke, ladies and gentlemen. Um, admittedly, it's been ten years. People can get over it. Probably even more. I was going to say, do you want to do this on a? I'm happy to because, well, it's been enough time. It's it's allowed to be made fun of a little bit. Um, okay. So what happened oh, was I had a year damn. six class, and the kids had computer programs where they had to do a drawing on it, and in the drawing they had to do a scene. So there had to be a building, there had to be a tree, there had to be an animal, there had to be sky, grass, a cloud, and a sun. Pretty easy stuff for them to draw. One kid's there trying to be an edge lord, and he turns around and say, "Oh, can I do September 11?" <laughs> so I just turned to him like it was straight away, and it was just like, "No, you have to do one building, not minus two. Oh, <laughs> oh god! The damn. kids who heard it lost their shit. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs> But um, <laughs> afterwards, I'm just like, oh, shouldn't have said that. That one might offend some people. Um, I don't care on the podcast. Like, we're not getting monetized as yet. Um, if it does offend you, I apologize. But it has been a long time. We can make some jokes about it. It's part of the moving on and the grieving process. Um, it is. More people have I died mean, about. If... More, more people have died about died from Corona. So um, I'm sorry. And if we're already making jokes about that, we can make jokes about. September 11, no matter how horrible it was. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, like you said, it's part of the grieving process and mm. allowing everyone to move on. I mean, America did. Or are they still there? No, they pulled out. What, of Afghanistan? Yeah. 
Yeah, after you know failing hard. And I remember at one stage, yeah. they'd, I remember at one stage there'd been more English people killed by Americans than there had been um, English people killed by um, Taliban. But yeah, that's just yeah. That's a whole other kettle of fish that we're not really going to go into in this podcast. <laughs> um, mainly because oh, I think we've hit time. Like, I think we've um, used up all our allotment and attention span of our audience. Yeah, this might end up being an extended episode. Well, to be honest, like, we did just spend a long usual... time. We did spend a long time talking in the theme music. Um, just so you know, this it, like Tom and I just had this huge chat while you guys were listening to the theme music. And then, yeah, so, um, and yeah. uh, what's the length of the team music? We've got like time travel capabilities, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, I know. It's pretty yeah, yeah, awesome. We, we skill that way. Like, I mean, last week, like, I was four seconds into the future. Exactly. Or I, I was four seconds into the past. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I wish you had said I was four seconds behind, so I could just turn around and be like, yeah, I, I could only spend four seconds in your behind. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, bend you over your yeah. own chair. <laughs> oh, God, you got to stand me up first. I'm a fat, I'm a fat fuck, so it's going to take some muscle. i got some fucking cattle prods, <laughs> it's okay. Um, Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I think that is the end of this episode. Um, tell us well, what before we end, I've got to go on a little rant. Oh shit! Here we go. It's about Tim Burton. <laughs> here we go. Yep, yep. Go oh fuck me! I watched the documentary the other day. The motherfucker did not write or direct the Nightburn Before Christmas. The only uh, fucking movie that is considered to be a part of his. Like, fucking universe that is original and good outside of Beetlejuice and maybe a Buzz's ends. And the Batman He series. didn't fucking write it or direct it. He was off doing Batman Returns. And it's called Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas because Disney thought it was so shit they didn't want to put their fucking name on it. <laughs> so they put his there as a punishment. That was literally what it was. It was considered a punishment because he went over and worked for Warner Brothers. I hate wow. Tim Burton. I can't wait to your video. The anger that is going to come out of that video. Oh, I'm fucking dreading it. I am <laughs> so, uh, I'm still trying to write. I, it's been like a month. And I'm still trying to write the script. Yeah, well, that's oh, why God you don't damn. play with me, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God damn. Oh, next I mean, time we do it. Sad, but I got over it. Yours, you're still raging. I've, I'm living rent-free in your head. It's not making me sad. It's just pissing me off that people think this hack is good. Kind of like Zack Schneider. Well, but at least Zack Schneider had a good film. Watchmen? Sorry, yeah, two good films. <laughs> what was the other one? Watchmen and Day of the Dead. Wait, wait, isn't that that Dawn of the Dead? Isn't that uh, well, Dawn of the Dead was um, what's his name? Um, Ramirez, Ramirez, yeah. Did he do it? He remade, okay, was it? Yeah, because uh, are you sure you're not talking about your favorite one that says Dave Batista? Oh, fuck no, (laughs) fuck no, (laughs) fuck no. 
The movie is terrible. What um, I also don't understand is how did anybody think the Justice League, the Snyder Cup, was going to be good after we got the literal stepbrother's meme of your mum's name, Martha, my mum's name, Martha. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was the plot to the movie before that. God damn it. Uh, breathe, don't breathe, breathe. <laughs> Oh, uh, one day we're just gonna have an entire episode of me just fucking tearing shreds of Tim Burton, Zack Schneider, and any other director that pisses me off. Uh, oh god! Like, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. I think that's it. Um, tell us your metal stories. Like, we'd love to hear it. Like, we we've got one fan. Like, um, we want to hear from more of you. Um, yeah. Like well, this, the this isn't from a greed is. point of view. This isn't from a greed point of view. Like, don't get me wrong, we'd love to get paid for this. But this for both of us, I think, is more a project of passion and fun. Like we're old yeah. mates who just like talking and back and forth. Like Tom originally didn't even want me as the co-host. He was like, Yeah, we'll just get Jay on once, maybe as a recur recurring one. And now he can't even get an erection without me. It's crazy. Um <laughs> He's like my little blue pill. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Without the little part, motherfucker. It tickles um, me in all the right places. Yep, exactly. So um, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to give us feedback, like tell us things that you want to talk about, other metal artists that you like or that you want to show us. Um, yeah. Tell us about your passions. What got you into metal? We'd love to hear it because if you enjoy our podcast, we want to hear that you guys enjoy it and what you guys dig as well because we we like being listened to but we want to hear and we want to share it with you. That's part of our passion for sharing our passion. Like if we wanted to just talk about the shit that we like, we just have a con phone call. But if we can share our passions and our loves with the world and get stuff back and just enjoy it with you guys, it's great for us. So yeah, if you want to talk and comment and stuff and we'd love it, we'd love to hear from you. Even sending an audio clip where you just talk to your phone for a couple of minutes and send that through our email is before iwc at gmail.com. Email through your audio clip. I'll listen over it. We might even, I'll get we might it prepared even for we'll the episode. We'll have a voicemail segment at the end of some episodes, maybe. Yeah, yeah, if we get enough. Even one is enough. But yeah, uh, hit us up on Twitter at before iwc and give us a question. Tell us about your story, all that stuff, like Jay said. We'd love to hear it. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, we'd love to hear it. Do you know what I'm really hoping your first voicemail is from all that? Someone asking how big your wife's dick is. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of how big is Batista's dick, it would be how big is Taya's dick. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyone who can actually guess the amount will um, we'll do another offer of sending something through if you're a big enough fan. <laughs> and oh. Jamo, that doesn't count to you. Yeah, we already know that he's been um bent over by Taya. Everyone has that knows yeah. you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make sure she hears that one. Oh, it'll be great. <laughs> um, oh god, she's gonna laugh. Oh yeah, she's got a great sense of humor. Um, I mean, when you've got a dick that big, you have to laugh at everything. You've got the power. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, God. She just, like, goes to the dinner table, like, when we were at 
back in the day, we'd go out for dinner or whatever, slaps it on the table. It's like, oh, Taya's here. Everyone, um, she's looking after everyone. She's got the power. She's got the strength. Um, <laughs> and then they oh, the table because she broke it in half. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's the most, I think that's the biggest, that's the most different tangent we've ever had. Um, it is, it is. And I think I'm going to be in trouble, but like, what's you going to do? Ground me? Yeah, and what's YouTube going to do? Deny us getting money? We've, we're not getting money as it is. Um, exactly. Oh, I'm not expecting the uh, podcast episodes to get monetized. We say cunt way too much. Yeah, I know. I know. But it's such a good word. To <laughs> anyway, we've got to end this. So, um, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, hope you enjoyed Sorry, we keep going Twitter, check out Check out the Patreon if you really like us. Um, yeah. Check out the OnlyFans, um, not starring Tom's we, wife. Um, uh, we have an OnlyFans? Well, you don't know about it, but I film you from the window. Um, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, check us out wherever you listen to podcasts for older episodes. Um, yeah. We, oh, by the way, just one last quick thing. We were wrote, rated, what was it? Eighth out of twenty for best Australian pop culture um podcast. Podcast, yeah, yeah. Um, we had another one like tweet us and talk us up and say they were one of the best that she's listened to in the last like five years, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's saying um, something. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know Australians are competitive. Get us to number one. You know you want to. You know we'll love exactly. you. Um, exactly. Like, as like, <laughs> if you can help us get to number one, I will send every person um, some frozen sperm of mine so you can have my children and make um, super babies. Um, Tom will Fair send enough. fecal matter. I I don't know yeah. what Tom can do these days. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my kids are pretty adorable. Oh, they're adorable. Yeah, well, you're adorable. Um, oh, that shocks. I know. If I was there right now, I'd grab your cheeks and then move out of oh. range. <laughs> anyway, let's end this fucker. Um, see you later, everyone. Bye. <laughs> see you later, everyone. Bye. <laughs>